Now that this week in history is history, it's time to sit back, relax, and relive the week that was in U.S. history class. Coming to you live from 185, Mr. Palumbo is ready to take you on a journey into the past to understand the present and change the future. This is Pushcast. Hello all and welcome to the Pushcast for the second week of June. 2019. Uh, I'm Eric Palumbo. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, so starting today, on uh, for the next couple of episodes, we're going to have um, some special ones designed specifically towards Regents Review and uh, U.S. History Regents Prep. Um, so especially those listeners that aren't in, um, you know, in my history class. This is, um, you know, not going to get too much out of this. That's kind of specifically designed for those purposes and to go along with some materials that we use in class. Um, so for those students that um, have logged on um, and are listening, uh, thank you. Um, that's going to prove you know good things for you in the future here, um, going towards the test. So um, this particular episode, uh, we're going to uh, tap into that folder uh, that we got today in class of all those resources uh, that you can use outside of class to review and prep for the regents. The one specifically that uh, we're going to be using today, and I'm going to be go over in today, go going over today with you is the first 10 questions theme. Um, so if you grab that out of your folder, hit pause or whatever, get a hold of that. Um, that's one that we're going to be going through for this episode. Okay, and I'm going to be walking you through. So first of all, the reason why I put this one together is the first 10 or so questions, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 questions of the test historically have generally followed the same pattern. Um, you know, those questions aren't the same from year to year, obviously. Um, but the themes and, and the types of questions and the things that are, are asked about um, are generally the same. They generally follow the same pattern. So um, we put together a list of those themes um, and also the, the correct answers and um, what those questions are generally about and generally what they're testing and quizzing you on. Um, so we have those descriptions on the first page. Then in the following pages, what we did um, was I just copied the first two or three pages of a few regents exams. Uh, so you can put those, those ideas into practice. You can see how, how those actually work. So when you sit down on June 18th, um, you'll be prepared. All right, you'll be you'll be ready for the least at least the first you know ten or twelve questions or so, and then it'll get you off to a good comfortable start and to lead you into the test. So those themes uh, that we generally see um, in the first uh, section of the test um, are as follows. The first question most always is about geography. Looking at the geography specifically of the early colonies, so we're looking at things you know north versus south. You know the north is cold and has rocky soil. Um, you know, because of that, they have to have industry and, and they make things um, and their, their economies are geared you know, more towards the sea. Um, in the south, they have a warmer, wet climate, and good soil, good agriculture. Um, this is going to lead to their, their economy being geared towards uh, planting and agriculture um, and plantations. Um, and they're going to make the connection to slavery with this as well because of that. Um, the early colonies are going to be, so, going to be um, along the east coast, along the Atlantic Ocean east of the Appalachian Mountains, so no understanding those geographic features um, is one thing that you're going to be tested or quizzed on, um, generally on that first question. Um, so taking a look here, opening it up, that first set of questions that I provided for you is from the June uh, 2013 Regents exam. Um, and the first question here, um, it's a map of the east coast of the United States in 1650. Um, and the answer to this question is going to be two, that rivers and harbors played a major role in the location of these early settlements, right? Understanding that these early colonies are going to be established on the east coast. 
Um, looking at the first question of the next test. Uh, the next test that we provided for you was the January 2017 exam. Uh, this question here, number one, a geography question, asking about New England's geographic features. Um, and because of their geographic features, it's going to influence the development, and the answer here is number one, um, of industry. Right? Notice that the other three answers there, sugar mills, plantations, and tenant farming, are all agricultural. Right? Those are things that are for the south, not the north because of their climates. And finally, the third uh, test that we gave you was the June 2016 exam. Uh, the first question here, again, a geographic question. Looking at the geographic features that had the most significant influence on the settlement of the British colonies. And the answer here, again, is one, rivers and harbors. Right? Understand the first colonies were along the east coast. All right? So, you know, Jan June 2016 and June 2013 um, have the same answers you know, for that first geography question. Um, it's generally that first question that you're going to get on the test. Um, from there, it moves on to the early governments. Um, we generally see in the second question, um, so our first early forms of government in the United States. Um, some examples that you'll get for that one are the Virginia House of Burgesses and the Mayflower Compact. Those are usually listed together, those two, and just understand that those are our first forms of representative democracy or our first forms of self-government. And these are influenced by thinkers of the Enlightenment, this idea that people um, should be representing themselves, right, and have a say in their own government. You know, folks like John Locke and his ideas of natural rights influence uh, those early forms of government. Um, again, looking back to the tests that we provided for you, um, we'll just do the first one here just for time purposes. So that June 2013, question number two. Uh, states the creation of the Virginia House of Burgesses and the signing of the Mayflower Compact showed that American colonists, and the answer is two, practiced elements of self-government. So getting those word associations down of self-government, Virginia House of Burgesses, Mayflower Compact, um, those things are going to be worded together um, quite often um, in the very early questions, you know, questions either two or three. Moving on from that, um, again, these are all chronological too, right? So we're moving forward through history now. The colonies have been established for quite a while. Um, the third topic that you're always going to get is something about the Declaration of Independence. Um, so the colonies are going to be declaring independence. Um, some key things to know about and to associate um, with these questions is, is knowing that it was written by Thomas Jefferson, influenced by John Locke and his ideas about natural rights of life, liberty, and property. And, and you'll get asked sometimes, you know, just basically, what does the Declaration of Independence do? And a simple question like that is something that trips up some students. The Declaration of Independence declares our independence, exactly like it says. And it states our reasons for breaking away from England. All those grievances that are attached to the end of it. Um, and the government is based on the consent of the governed, right? Another John Locke idea. Um, so they'll try to confuse you. They'll throw in answers like it sets up our first government or establishes laws or things like that. No, it simply states our independence and our reasons for breaking away um, and saying that, you know, governments must follow the consent of the governed. Um, so jumping into uh, the tests again, jumping back to that June 2013 test, the first sample that we gave you, question number three is inevitably about the Declaration of Independence. It says, which two key principles of government are included in the Declaration of Independence? Um, and the answer here is four, consent of the governed and natural rights. So two word associations here. 
uh, to make with the Declaration of Independence, right? So they give you two chances for that one. Um, moving to, let's see if there's another example here in our questions. Uh, no, not for the Declaration of Independence one. So we'll come back um, to some of those other tests here in a moment. The fourth topic uh, that you're generally asked about um, is the Articles of Confederation, right? So again, we're following history. We've declared independence. We've won our independence now. Um, now you're going to get questions about our first form of government in the United States, which is the Articles of Confederation. Generally, what you're asked about this one are its weaknesses, right? Why was it so weak? Why didn't it last very long? Um, and a little more in depth than that, why did the uh, colonists, why did the framers, uh, why did they make that government so weak? You know, what is their, their purpose for that? Um, it gives, uh, again, the state governments way too much power uh, because it makes that weak federal government. Um, for the reason of they fear a strong federal government, right? We had just defeated a king. Uh, we had just defeated a government where, you know, one person can push us around and we don't have any say. And, uh, you know, large armies came and, and tried to overcome us. So we're afraid of a strong government like that. So when we get a chance to make our own government. Um, and we made it we made it way too weak. All right. Um, so looking at a Articles of Confederation question uh, that you've been given here on yours. Uh, let's see. We're going to look at question number three. This is from the second test that's attached to your um, packet here. This is the January 2017 test. Um, so jump to that one, question number three. Uh, it states, which heading best completes the partial outline below? Um, some of the things in the outline are national governments unable to collect taxes, no single national currency, a lack of elected chief executive, uh, so these weaknesses in government. And we're going to associate that, associate that with the answer, which is number one, weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation. Uh, moving on. The next topic is probably the biggest topic on the whole test itself. Right. Keeping in mind the name of the test that you're taking is United States History and Government. Um, so getting into the Constitution, the creation of the Constitution, the influences of the Constitution, um, the aspects of the Constitution that are created um, is, is a major part of this test. You're going to get quite a few questions about it. Um, so we lay out uh, just a lot of the basics on the front page here. Um, of what you need to know about the, the Constitution. So first of all, it replaces the Articles of Confederation. So it brings in a stronger federal government, one that can actually do things and are effective. Um, there's three branches that divide power. Um, amongst those three branches, right, influenced by Baron de Montesquieu. Um, it's going to look at debates during the Constitutional Convention, so the actual creation of the Constitution itself, um, and what those debates were around and the compromises to come out of that. Um, so you have the Great Compromise, first of all, which is all about representation in Congress, right? So large states and small states, how are they going to be represented, right? They compromise um, and, and do both plans for large and small states, right? So you have the Senate, which uh, helps represent small states, the House of Representatives, which represents the bigger states, right? Creating that bicameral legislature. Um, to count those representatives in the states, um, we established the three-fifths compromise at the Constitutional Convention. Um, this is a compromise as a way to count slaves towards a state's population. Right? Northern states don't want to count slaves at all. Southern states want to count all their slaves um, to get more representation, so they compromise on the, the fraction of three-fifths. Um, so that's something that comes out of the convention. Other features of the Constitution that you'll get asked about, federalism, the idea of dividing power between federal government and state government. 
right, as a way to divide power. Checks and balances, having one branch be able to stop or check another branch. Um, for this one, they usually give examples, um, things like a veto um, or a president uh, selecting Supreme Court justices and the Senate you know, having to agree to it. Uh, the Electoral College, you get asked about, uh, but that one's usually more towards the end of the test. They'll give some specific you know, historical elections of that um, to illustrate the Electoral College and the problems with it. The Elastic Clause, uh, a little less frequently, uh, we'll get asked about this one um, being the Necessary and Proper Clause. Judicial Review um, is a popular term that they like to bring in um, as first established by the Supreme Court case Marbury versus Madison, saying the Supreme Court has the power to declare laws unconstitutional. Um, and that'll wrap up with the Bill of Rights, all right? Those first 10 amendments being added to the Constitution uh, for the purpose of protecting citizens from the government. Think of the hand gestures we do with the 10 fingers up, you know, kind of shielding you from the government. So they'll ask about that. They'll ask about the, the controversy or the, the discussion rather about adding that Bill of Rights, uh, the two groups that are, are either for it or against it, right? Federalists um, don't want a Bill of Rights. They don't think it's needed. They think the Constitution um, is just fine the way it is. But anti-federalists, folks that are afraid of the federal government, want those protections. They want to be protected by the government. So um, as a way of compromising and getting the Constitution ratified or agreed to, uh, the Bill of Rights is added to the Constitution, those first 10 amendments. So looking um, at the examples, looking at the, the, the test questions that you have, um, just kind of going through here and eyeballing it a little bit. Um, question five um, on the first sample uh, page that you get there from June 2013. Uh, we can take a look at that one. It says, which major issue was debated at the Constitutional Convention um, that contributed directly to the start of the Civil War? Um, and this one's going to be answer number four. A little bit of a tricky question, right? Because the fact that it looks way ahead towards the Civil War as the cause for the Civil War. Um, but the balance of power between the states and national government, um, that's something that's one of the, the causes of the Civil War. Obviously, slavery, the main cause of the Civil War there. Um, question seven on, the main, on, that, uh, on that same page asks, what was the primary objection of the anti-federalists? Uh, to the ratification or to the agreement of the Constitution? Um, and the answer to this one is going to be two. They believe that the rights of the people were not protected, right? They fear the federal government. Um, and so because of that, they're going to want a Bill of Rights added to it that protects us from the federal government. Uh, looking ahead to uh, see the next test that you have here. Um, let's see here. Question number uh, let's see. Question number four is another anti-federalist question during the debate. Uh, so number four on the January 2017 exam uh, says, during the debate over ratification, the anti-federalists argued that a Bill of Rights should be added to, again, three, protect individual liberties, right? So that's an association you need to make with those anti-federalists, um, which looks like you're going to be asked about uh, pretty good odds of that. Uh, question five is about the First Amendment. We'll, we'll kind of jump past that one here. Um, number six the Supreme Court can influence the actions of the other two branches of the government by three. There's a, a term from before, exercising judicial review. So judicial review. Uh, some others. Going on to the next practice test we gave you from June 2016. What was one effect of the three-fifths compromise? All right, so the three-fifths compromise. 
is is a term, one of those compromises coming from the uh, Constitutional Convention. And either of the two compromises, just kind of like a, a little tip or trick here, either the Great Compromise or Three-Fifths Compromise, the answer is going to be something about representation. Representation is the key word um, for both of those compromises. So keep an eye out for that term in your answer choices. Um, so what's looking at question number six from the June 2016 exam, um, it's going to be one, slave states gained additional congressional representation, right? Because they got to count some of their slaves towards congressional representation, all right? Um, so those are all the constitutional issues. Uh, now, actually, once the Constitution is, is ratified and agreed to, um, we got to start out our new constitutional government. Um, and we need to elect our first president under that system. So the early presidents is a topic that the next um, few questions are generally about. We consider the early presidents, um, George Washington through president number seven, Andrew Jackson. Um, so any events or, or issues or topics related to any of those presidents one through seven fall into this category. Now, you're not going to get asked about all of them, one through seven. Um, some aren't as consequential as others. You know, the, the Adamses, you know, for example, um, depending on what the essay topics are, you may not get certain questions that you usually get. You know, so if it's something that's a topic of the thematic essay or the DBQ, um, you won't get multiple choice questions about that issue generally. So, um, these all depend, they can fluctuate, but you want to be ready for all seven of them, the, the keys for each of those early presidents. Um, so starting with the first one, George Washington, obviously. Um, we'll start with the precedents that he sets. Right? He's the first president, so things that he do, that he does, rather, other presidents are going to follow. Um, things like establishing a cabinet. right? He's going to do it for the first time. Other presidents are going to follow. Serving only two terms, uh, things like that. Um, a major event during his presidency is the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, the Whiskey Rebellion, the importance of it, so the specifics you won't really get asked about. It's more the, the impact of it or the effects, um, which just shows that the federal government is in charge, right? So you have a bunch of farmers that are rebelling and, um, you know, angry about attacks on whiskey. And, you know, George Washington sends in the military to, to put down that rebellion, um, sends a message to the nation that the federal government's in charge. Um, so that's a key takeaway from the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, the very end of his presidency, giving a farewell address. Uh, this is something that um, you're almost always asked about, Washington's farewell address. Um, with two uh, statements or pieces of advice to the nation. First of all, to avoid political parties. Uh, secondly, to remain neutral in foreign policy. Don't join any alliances. Um, Jefferson is the next guy you're likely to be asked about. Louisiana Purchase is the big um, event during his presidency, giving us full control of Mississippi River and New Orleans. Um, having to put aside his strict view of the Constitution in order to make that deal. Um, jumping ahead a little bit, just kind of for time purposes, President Jackson is, is one that you're more likely to get asked about as well. Um, the spoil system uh, during his presidency, giving government jobs to friends a little less so, but the Indian Removal Act is the big um, issue during his presidency, leading to the Trail of Tears um, and being associated with the Supreme Court case of Worcester versus Georgia which declares the Indian Removal Act unconstitutional. Uh, but, of course, Jackson kicks the, the natives out anyway, uh, resulting in the Trail of Tears. Just looking at the practice questions that I gave you here um, and seeing what are some things that can go along with it. Um, on the, the very first test we gave you, June 2013, question 12, is a, is a Lewis and Clark question uh, referring to 
um, uh, the Louisiana Purchase and the, the expedition to go explore that afterwards under Jefferson's presidency. Um, looking ahead at some other ones, you got um, from the January 2017 exam. Um, you have another question about um, acquiring the Port of New Orleans during the Louisiana Purchase, question number eight. Question nine, a Monroe Doctrine question. Um, which is you know limiting European influence in the Western Hemisphere. Question ten, you get a President Jackson question, uh, looking at the uh, Trail of Tears um, and the enforcement of the Supreme Court decision in Worcester versus Georgia, um, or not enforcing that law rather, or Supreme Court decision. And looking at the last exam, we give you uh, June 2016. Um, we have here uh, question 11 is about some presidential issues. Uh, question 12, the last one on the paper there, is about Washington's proclamation of neutrality and the Monroe Doctrine. Uh, both of those things are similar in that the, the answer is uh, number two, avoiding conflicts with European nations, right? Want us to stay neutral. So comparing two presidents there, Washington um, and Monroe, two of our early presidents. The final things that you'll get asked about um, are the early causes of the Civil War. Um, all the different land compromises from uh, the Missouri Compromise, the Compromise of 1850, Kansas-Nebraska Act, Fugitive Slave Act, um, and finally sectionalism, the differences between North and South um, before the Civil War. Um, so those are the last ones that you'll get, usually questions you know, 11, 12, 13, um, somewhere in that area, um, and all the things leading up to it. So. Um, look over that sheet, this paper that you have. You try out all those practice questions. Again, they're not all going to fit perfectly. It's just a general guideline uh, that we've seen over time that these topics pop up. Um, so just increase your chances of, uh, of doing well on the first part of the test and gaining some confidence there from the start. Stay tuned for the rest of the week uh, for some other pushcasts to come um, to work along with those resources that you gained in class and are in your folder. Um, have a good night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Come with any questions, and we'll hope to answer them for you. And like we always say, uh, you're going to do as well as you want to do. Good luck. We've enjoyed this look back into the week that was in U.S. history. The goal, as always, is to be enlightened. If not enlightened, at least entertained. And if not entertained, at least not annoyed. Now go grab that PS4 or Xbox, jump on Snap, Twitter, or Insta, and keep those freaks alive. While there, follow Mr. P on Twitter at Mr. P underscore Newark. And remember, this isn't just his story or her story, it's your story too.